What's good, hip hop? What's good, everybody? Hope that everybody's doing good this week. It is another episode of the DGA2 platform. We're still in the golden, new golden era. This is episode nine, and we are getting into the meat and potatoes of those that really, really started to shape and mold the late 90s of hip hop. Uh, my name is Rob Diggy, aka Rob D, BKA Rob Dean, the place to be. You already know what it is. This is the episode of Busta Rhymes, one of the most creative brothers in the history of hip hop, hip hop music, hip hop culture. I'm glad to have y'all with us again. First off, before we start, I want to give a shout out to DB Entertainment, my boy Dion Brown and his crew uh, for saving my ass last week. Uh, last minute notice, having a uh, shot of 36 and Brimstone saving my ass last week. So thank you, gentlemen, for coming on. So I had to put on Dion's uh, sweatshirt. And Dion, I don't know if you're watching this, man. This is probably the most comfortable, like, softest sweatshirt I've ever owned in my entire life. So shout out to you, man. This, this shit is dope. Uh, but my special guest I'm going to bring in for you all to meet. Uh, it's a silent business partner of me and the Queen. So shout out to the Queen as well. And uh, I met this guy um, a few months ago. And it seems like we got really close really fast. Um, he does a lot of things in regards to hip-hop, hip-hop music, hip-hop culture, battle rap league. He's a business owner. He's an entrepreneur. He is well-known in New York City. He is all over the place. And I have the pleasure and distinct privilege of bringing him on with me today as my special guest to pay homage to Busta Rhymes. He doesn't really need an introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway because that's my boy and that's how we do on this platform. So I bring to you, ladies and gentlemen, my man, Showtime in the building. What's good, Show? Go ahead and unmute yourself, my good dude, and uh, introduce yourself to the group. What's good, family? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? How are you? Thank you for the excellent rollout. Uh, Kareem Showtime Thornton, Mr. Showtime TV himself, Showtime Battle Rap League. So Showtime I'm in, here, in the building, know? man. Showtime in the building. What is, what's good, man? How, how are you feeling today, brother? I know it's uh, Sunday morning-ish for me here in Kansas City, uh, early afternoon for you over there. How are things over there in New York City, my good Oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's always business to me. I'm with my business partner, Vera Edwards. We are going over some movie scripts, too. Oh, you know man. what I'm saying? Definitely getting into the movie situation. So it's like, yo, always holding me down, you know? You yeah. know how we do it. Yeah, always moving, always moving. So shout out to your business partner, who I hope I get a chance to, to meet here real soon. But uh, all right, so this episode is about Trevor George Smith Jr., a, uh, better known as Buster Rhymes. So let me break down mm -hmm. some facts about Buster Rhymes first before we jump into the discussion. You already know how we do. So Buster Rhymes is a one-time Billboard Award winner, one-time Soul Train Award, six-time BET Hip Hop Award recipient, one-time Source Award. But here's where it gets a little tricky, show, um, because he has been nominated for 12 Grammys and 16 VMAs and does not, I repeat, does not have a Grammy or a VMA. I, I could not believe that when I saw that stat when I was doing my uh, studies on bus this past week. How in the hell... It all right, anyway, so here's a prime example of why hip-hop gets it wrong sometimes. So I went back, and I don't know if you all know about Busta Rhymes' visuals and his videos, but I'll get to that here in a little bit. But in my personal humble opinion, uh, Put Your Hands Where Your Eyes Can See by Busta Rhymes is the greatest hip-hop video of all time, right? So that's my personal opinion. You can battle me. We'll talk about it offline, whatever. You're probably going to lose that battle, but anyway. So I went back and found out um, that when that video was nominated for the VMA, the video that beat it out was Will Smith's Getting Jiggy With It. I'm like, really? Like, hold up. Like, this is like the, the greatest piece of visual artwork that we have in our culture and gets beat by Will Smith? Like, so that's what I'm talking about where 
we get it wrong sometimes. So hopefully, Buster Rhymes, if you see this, uh, I, I, you know, you know, justice for your video, man. It deserves a praise and due. One of the most expensive videos also shot uh, was him and Janet Jackson. Uh, what's it going to be? A $2.4 million budgeted video. One of the highest or expensive videos in the history of music is that video. So we'll talk about that as well. But he was always into the visuals and being creative. Uh, and then, they, of course, he had the Flip Mode Squad, which uh, I'm going to go and put in no particular order. Rod Digger, Swift Star, Reek the Villain, uh, Murder Mook Affiliated. I don't know if he's actually with Flip Mode, but he was affiliated at some point. Conglomerate. Conglomerate. Okay, got you, got you. Uh, thank you for that correction, my good brother. Rampage, Rock Marciano, and Baby Sham. And then mm -hmm. the three albums that we're going to talk about in particular for Busta Rhymes is The Coming, released in March of 96, which has Do My Thing, Everything Remains Raw, Woo Ha, mm -hmm. Woo Ha Remix with uh, Old Dirty Bastard. Uh, it's a party featuring Jane, Flip Mode mm -hmm. featuring uh, Meets Death Squad. Um, there was also an unreleased song with him and Biggie called The Ugliest. So that's kind of like a hidden song, track. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was like mm -hmm. a hidden track. That track is dope as hell. Um, so they kind of redid that when they did a posthumous album for Big later on. Uh, Four Mics mm -hmm. from the Source Platinum album. And then the next year, September 97, was when Disaster Strikes, uh, which is also mm -hmm. a Four Mic album, one time platinum mm -hmm. album. Uh, which had the whole world uh, laughing at me, survival hungry, so hardcore, uh, get high tonight, turn it up, turn it up, remix, put your hands where my eyes can see, rhymes galore, feature Erica Badu, and the dangerous, and I love the dangerous video. Uh, and then he dropped one of my favorites of that 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 uh, that three segment uh, is the extinction level event, uh, which was released in December of '98. Everybody rise, ELE, tear the roof off. Just give him some raw, keep it tight, give me some more. Uh, Wild and Rowdy with Mystical Parties On, and What's It Gonna Be with Janet Jackson, which was a four mic album and a platinum successful album as well. So that is all the facts that we have for Trevor Smith, AKA Buster Rhymes, and we're gonna jump into the discussion. Uh, so once again, thank you Showtime for coming on with me this afternoon, man. Many blessings to you. And uh, the first question that I have for you, my good sir, is what does Buster Rhymes mean to hip hop, the hip hop music, hip hop culture? Um, I think Buster Rhymes is um, just he has every element of, of, a, of an MC: lyrics, delivery, um, creativity. He's a legend. I just think that he's a monument in hip hop. And I say this to say that because he touched bases on things that people you should call him crazy for, you know, you know, people, you're conspiracy theory, you this, you that. But the real, the real reason why I think that he hasn't gotten certain gratifications because if you co-sign that all the way, you're saying that a lot of the things that he's saying that's controversial or true, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So he's conscious and talking about things that people don't want to hear in a creative aspect. Yeah. It's not too technical, you know, he's not too technical. He's not too, he's just right. For the, yeah. for the job. Yeah. Right man at the right time. And you bring up something about conspiracy theories. So if you, if anybody were to listen to those first three albums of what I consider his trifecta in his catalog, uh, The Coming, When Disaster Strikes, ELE, he was always talking about the world ending. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, mm -hmm. the world coming to an end or it's only five years left. He says it like in The Coming. You only got like, five years left. Yeah, like yeah. he was always talking about like the world coming to an yeah, end. Yeah. Which is like, but, I was like, yo, like that's always was, I don't know if that was a, yeah, do you think that's a, that's, that's a gimmick or like, was he really nah, thinking nah, like the world nah, was going to nah. end in 2000? 
nah, you gotta understand um, how things are. He was ahead of his time. So the things that he was talking about then is going on now. You know what I'm saying? He would have thought that he thought that it, because it's 2000, the millennium and stuff like that. You you know you don't really know when these things would happen. But if you look at it in the course of history after the, after that, every most of everything that he was saying started to manifest. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, not to that that capacity, right. but a lot of things you start seeing, especially you know, 2020, you know what I'm saying? To 2021, you're seeing a lot of these things, you know, plagues, uh, corporations taking over, uh, gentrification, displacement of a people, and uh, this stuff is, is is going on now. He just he just was ahead of his time. Yeah. To, to me personally. No, I, I, I would agree. Um, what I would say even to, uh, to go on top of your point was some of the things he talked about um you know social injustice uh and and this is like not 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 a hidden thing that he like people weren't talking about in the late 90s but it was just it was how he did it that's the way i think it was unique about buster rhymes it wasn't what he was saying it was how he was saying it and like this brother mm-hmm. was so creative man like he had like these visual and this is back show you remember you know what i mean like when when the music video matter like nowadays people like uh you know it's, it's to me it's the same thing in music videos you got cars you got women you got swimming pools you got you know mm-hmm. plugging xyz we talked about this in the roots uh episode too that's because the roots were talking about this in 96 with uh what they do but it's still the same elements the same you know plug this 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 in for your music video and you'll be successful well Buster rhymes with completely left turn and mm-hmm. just gave us some of the best visual work that we've ever seen in the history of hip-hop um and i and i love that about Buster rhymes he, you can't put him in the box you can't like say okay well he's this dimensional or that dimensional he did so many collaborations you know what i'm saying so what do you think about his creativity let's talk about the creativity side of buster rhymes during that time um i just think that he wasn't scared to be himself you know like he, he you know he wasn't scared to be he was comfortable in his skin his creativity he stood by everything he put out he stood by that you know what i'm saying like he didn't care he just put out what he wanted to put out he did what he wanted to do and he had fun you yeah. know yeah. And you there was nobody in the club dressed like him, looking like him. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. was just that guy that stood out. And you could tell the imagination he had. You're like, wow, this guy like really messed me up with this video. Like, <laughs> it just happened here. You know, you for, you forget about your problems for a minute. You're like, yo, this guy is crazy. Yeah, man. You you would think that, right? And then like, so mm-hmm. so to your point, like to his creativity. I remember listening to um, the Get Up Fired Up remix with the with the uh, Knight Rider flip, right? Like, who the hell's going to flip yeah, I was going to bring that up. You know what I'm saying? I was going to bring that up. You said don't? Bring that up, but I, I, I was going to bring it up, but I didn't want to jump too far into, or don't, or go out of, but Fired Up was dope because him and Timberland dropped Knight Rider beats around the same time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that Fired Up video, it shows you, um, you know, basically the, uh, like the, the mindless uh clones walking and then they, they putting the microchips in the back of their heads. Mm-hmm. They putting the, the barcodes. Yep, the barcodes. Yep, yep. Yeah, man, he was doing like all that crazy stuff, man. Like just thinking forward, thinking and just I mean, like just creativity, just out the ass, man. Like I, I, I don't. I, I was watching his videos all this week. I'm like, who would even think about some of this stuff in 2021? You know what I mean? So I was like, wow, man. Like mass salute to Busta Rhymes and his visual efforts. And you know, putting the effort and uh, effort and ability to create 
music videos. I mean, music videos were so heavy in the 90s, and he was definitely at the, at the top of the stack, at least in hip-hop, I would say. Uh, now all the music for sure. But I want to talk about, show now the three albums, The Coming, Disaster Strikes, and ELE. So, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, that is, to me, Busta Rhymes 3. You know what? I can't say his three best, because I actually do like um, the one he made in 2006 when he was signed to Aftermath. I can't think of the name of that one off the top of my head. I think it was The the Big Bang Theory. I think it was what it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like, I like, I like that one too, but he always seemed to be... Uh, adaptive and changing with the times. Uh, but I want to talk about those three in particular. So out of those three, you know, which one resonates with you the most and why? Um, The coming was crazy to me. There was only five years left. It used to mess with my soul because I could connect to the Busta Rhymes thing because when I was 12 years old, 13 years old, I would read up on nanobots and gigabytes and stuff like that. And this is before iPods ever came out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was really in tune to that. I'm like a low-key nerd. And when I heard this guy talking about the things that I think about, and you probably think I'm crazy, and it's all right. Uh, some people just not really spiritually in tune with stuff. So they want, if you can't identify with something, you can't, and I don't care. Like, I got this thing called vibration. You can read somebody's energy when they come in a room. That's like, damn, I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like, yeah. at that time, I was I was having dreams. It could be my subconscious mind thinking about stuff. But I would have dreams about certain things. And, and it's like everything that I would think about, this guy was singing in his lyrics. You know what I'm saying? And it gave me a, a vision. And it's like, yo, I, I feel like, oh, I'm not crazy. I know I'm not crazy because this guy's clearly saying what I'm thinking is not totally the same, but I can identify with, with what he's talking about. And then you look and you Google this stuff up, you know, fast forward, this stuff is real. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we got the far as yet to get the barcodes and, <laughs> and chips in people's brains, but I won't be surprised if that's coming in no. 10, 10 years from now. I, I would not no, be surprised. No, no. I would not You're be surprised bugging. if that was happening. You know what I'm saying? But, listen, listen, you're bugging. They did that maybe seven, eight years ago already. They put, they put, no, 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 it's a fact. They put the microchips inside dogs. So they could, don't forget that. So they could find where dog, dogs at. And fact. then now they have they have the chips. Like I used to work for Goldman Sachs. Those okay. microchips are inside uh, cards. You know what I'm saying? Even in your Chase card, your bank card. Mm -hmm. they, they, already, they already had chips. Like uh, I, I think maybe certain prisons probably have certain things with it. You know, yeah, that's everywhere now. That's yeah. it's it's just not mandatory yet. Right. Yeah. But we already yeah. use it to a capacity. Like we all cyborgs with our phones and stuff. But yeah. they, I, from what I know, they put microchips in dogs and cats and stuff. And if they weren't found, they they, they they were tracked. So we we there already. It's just not in your face. In your face. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I think that's a good point, man. Like he was able to foreshadow, like you know, in mm -hmm. essence, what was getting ready to happen, and and it's you know, it's and who knows, man? Who knows what the hell people are doing nowadays? You know what I'm saying? Who knows if people are getting these microchips in their brains and all that? And probably like to your point, it's probably already happening. We just ain't seen it. You you never really know, man. But neither here nor there. But um, I do want to talk about a little bit about Busta Rhymes himself as an MC because oftentimes show, and I don't know you probably can attest to this, I want to get your opinion about this, is how is it 
that when we talk about the best MCs to ever walk the planet Earth, Buster Rhymes is usually like near the top five, but not in the top five. So is he overlooked or is just there's just rappers that are just better than him or is it just a preference or is it a preference? I'm, I'm, I will say it's a preference. And plus, you got to understand, like if people's mental capacity doesn't ex exceed their, their, their neighborhoods, you know what I'm saying? Or they're not diverse or they don't think outside the box. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the concepts will go over your head. But do you notice no rapper really come at Buster Rhymes because they mm. know better? And, and and you know what I'm saying. So I think more so they get over because of um, you know they singles and stuff like that and yeah. their content. You know what I'm saying. So Buster Rhymes is not challenging that content because he's doing what he wants to do for right. those who understand it. So I, I just think that they. They're not going to attack him lyrically because he will body them. Right. And then they get over more because they're doing more worldly things, talking more about clubs and fashion and go. You don't really hear him flossing like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. they, that's the only reason I think personally you don't really hear him in that top five because he's not, he's not saying what the average person would say. Yeah. Yeah. So with that in mind, show I'm gonna put you on the spot. Where would you place him on your top list of MCs? Not in no particular order, but where would you have him placed? Uh, so for me, it's kind of kind of funny because, like me, I'm a Jay Z fan. Okay. And, and I say and I say this because of the lyricism is cool, but it's more the wit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what when you make music, you talking about a song. Right. Then I have um, M. I have M, and I have the locks. And after the locks, I'll put Buster Rhymes. That's just me okay. personally, because cool. I like, because I can identify with the locks, and I can. I, it's 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 it it only who I can identify. I say I say Buster Rhymes. I put him around like maybe five. Yeah. Five only because I know that I only could get a certain thing from him. You know. Yeah. I, it's like it depends what you want for breakfast or dinner. I know I'm gonna get this here. The locks is gonna give me that street. Jay's gonna give me that boss mentality. When I want to talk about conspiracy theories and politics stuff, it's not too technical. I'm going to bust the rhymes. Yeah. So if you, yeah, I will say around around there. But lyrically, better, he would have to say I'll have to put him like as a person. Yeah. Man, right next to Eminem, like. Who else besides Eminem and Pat Poos? And Pat Poos is not even in this conversation. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's only so much room at the top, show. You know what I mean? You can't put everybody up there, unfortunately. You know, the there's, you know, there's the elite, there's the the elite of the elite, you know what I'm saying? I, I would mm -hmm. place Bust around six or seven. That, that was what I said this week. Uh, after going so then back we right to this. Yeah, I mean, but but like I said, that's just me. You know, that's just you know, that's my personal take. But he's around five or six. I mean, I'm sorry, six or seven. Um, sure. Only because I, I, I always have a um, like you mentioned. What do you want for breakfast? So do I want some LL Cool J today, or do I want mm -hmm. some rowdy Buster Rhymes? So it's really kind of like, what is what do you what is your flavor uh, for that particular? That's a really that's a really good analogy because whatever mood you're in, you know, Buster Rhymes is going to give you level 10 every time he comes out right if you go to his live shows have we ever seen his live shows he's probably the best live performer in hip-hop if you ever seen his visuals like he is bringing it 
you know, if you go to a Busta Rhymes show or a concert, he's going to give you all your money's worth. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, he's not going to disappoint you. Uh, with the show. one cool. To the yeah. roof, off, off, off. Yeah, off, you know what I'm off, saying. Off, he is gonna bring roof, it level off. ten, and that's what I love about Buster. Even now, even now, if you do, uh, you know, he a little Yo. older now. You know what I'm saying? But he he gonna bring Spliff. He's gonna bring the energy. He's gonna bring it. That's what that's just who he is, and that's what I love about when, him. He's unapologetic yeah. too. You know what I'm saying? Listen, brother. When distracts, when disaster strikes, part two. Crazy. Yes. Crazy album. I don't care what nobody say. Cesar. Like if you look at what he, what he doing right now, he he got the um, he's talking about Oye and the ancestors, and it's crazy. The visuals is crazy. If you're talking about where he at with that, and that's that's some next level, yeah, spiritual, yeah. lyrical, and then he, yo, when disaster strikes two, he piggyback off of one, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's kind of early. He, just, he he really clarified that, but now we here. What's up? Yeah. And that album is tight. I think that was the best album. I think it was last year. I think. That oh, was you're the talking best about album. ELE. You're talking about ELE too. Yeah, I know. I got you. I got you. I got you. So, when disaster strikes, that was two. ELE, bro. It's ELE. ELE too. You sure? I'm positive, yo. I'm positive. I thought, I thought it was when disaster strikes. Yeah, it's ELE two because that's the that's the album cover with him with the with the with the with the silver face on and everything. No, I don't know. You might have to check that out because. I remember um, looking at it, and the only reason why I listened to the album because it was like when disaster strikes, yeah. part two, and I'm like, oh yeah, 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 but yeah. But neither here. That's, no that's, but... that's the one with the skull with the skull on the face. Yeah, the yeah, ELE, ELE two family. <laughs> I'm gonna go check that out, but I'm pretty sure it's one of disaster strikes. All right, so when I'm right, so, go but... ahead and cash at me. When I'm right, go ahead and cash at me. You know what I'm saying? I'll nah, send you my cash at. You're gonna cash at me because. <laughs> It's the same topics and opinions. Because you know what? Because even the intros are similar. Store it is, your food. It is. It's going to be this. It's going to be what it's going to be like in a year two. I'm a Buster fan. So, you know, I know. I that's, know. That's what, really, that's, that's what really put me in there to listen to that album. Yeah. But you ELE read about everything you said. Yeah. ELE is dope, man. Uh, that's what that's what made me a, a, a true Buster fan. Was the you got to pull that up. You got, you got a computer right next to you. You want me to do it right now on camera up. on the episode? Man. Yo, man, man. Showtime. I tell you. I'll be trying to I'll be trying to school brothers, man. They don't want to believe me, man. Just, just, just type bad. in when disaster strikes too. I'm looking at extinction, ex extinction level yeah, event yeah, yeah. two. Oh yeah, bug it. Extinction level event part two. Yes, that's brother. the one. That's the one. What was I saying? When disaster strikes? That's what I was saying. That's what you said, man. Yeah. yeah I'm bugging. Like, you're right, you're right. Extinction a level event part two. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because that's my favorite Buster Rounds album. I don't know why I was thinking. It's dope. It is dope. And it just came out last ain't the, year. Ain't that yeah. song on there, though? Ain't Instinctual Level Event song on that, though? Uh, on that the album? song itself? Yeah. I mean, let me look at the track list real quick. Let's look at the track list real quick. Yeah, ELE intro to... Uh, not exactly. Not on this one. Don't look like. But either way, to your point, it's crazy. That's, that's awesome. my favorite album. Like that's crazy the, that's my favorite. So you was right. I'm not sending you cash up anyway. But <laughs> that, I, I meant that though. But that album is crazy. Hey, you said it with your about, chest, man. You said it with your chest. I ain't mad at you, dude. I ain't <laughs> mad at you. This is what I do, man. This is what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Extension level event. Yeah. Part yeah it's two. all that good. But it's, nonetheless, it still was a dope album. Um, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a little bit long, but to, but to your point, 
he's just on another level. Like he's going, you know, he's, he's he went back and, and now he's schooling brothers now. Like, okay, well, this is what I've done. I talked about all these things that led up to where we are now, and now I'm going to give mm-hmm. you a lesson of where we were when we were kings. You know what I'm saying? Respect mm-hmm. each other as kings and queens. Like I see a lot of us. And the um and the you know in African American culture doing that more where you know respecting each other as kings and queens like I think Busta Rhymes kind of restarted that again for us to respect each other you know what I'm saying I think it's dope man I think it's dope as hell straight up man straight up straight up and down I think it's dope um and I'm glad that we're able to to get back to that because we I, need to I respect th- each other again no we need a platform like this this yeah. is a dope platform because you know it's so thorough with this man. Like I, I told my artists, I said this is a perfect. Uh, check this site out. Check this guy out, man. Like the That's love, like dude. the quality. The qu- trust me, the quality, the depth, and then you you know about hip hop, and it's like it's crazy. The stands is just to get on this thing right now. <laughs> just to get on here, it's like you don't just take anybody money. <laughs> you can't you can't buy you. You like nah, show that one ain't gonna cut it. I'm like. I understand. That's love, man. So like, I appreciate it. I, yeah. I'm not a historian, show. Um, I tell everybody I'm not an AR. I'm not a talent scout. I'm just a. I'm just a fan. Like honestly, yo, like I'm just a fan of hip hop, hip hop music, hip hop culture, and you know, to to my audience that have been watching and rocking with me from the beginning, that know I wanted to tell the story of hip hop, and I can't. You cannot complete the story of hip hop without. Busta Rhymes, you can't do it. Busta Rhymes was a huge, huge influence on hip hop. And to, with that in mind, though, show I want to get your final thoughts on Busta Rhymes. So, what I usually like to ask my guests is, let's say it's somebody that's never heard Busta Rhymes before, and you sat them down as like, "Yo, I want you to know about Busta Rhymes." Right? Where would you start mm-hmm. their journey? How do you start their introduction into Busta Rhymes? What do you have them listen to? Oh uh, man. Um... I'm gonna keep it hundred. I got into hip hop late. I, okay. I, I I got into hip hop in 1997. Actually, okay. I was a nerd. I won't even buy sneakers. I won't even buy video games. That's fair. And then and then that era, you know, I fell in love with you know Jay Z and the, the Busta Rhymes. And for me, it was the coming. Yeah. 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 Like just the colors and the the. Then I went back. And so I would say, like, for me, it was the coming. Like, that was everything for me. And then the features with Craig Mack, then the lyrical bars, like, every time I'm like, yo, Busta Rhymes is crazy, man. Like, I would start with the coming, When Disaster Strikes, Extinction Level Event, Genesis, uh, Big Bang. Oh, man. Like I, I would say, get those key albums. Yeah, yeah. And sit like back. You started them off with the with the trifecta, like as I, as I call it. Yeah, you started. Yes. Off, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, and I and I am in agreement with you, my brother. Um, when you hear everything remains raw, like all you doing mm-hmm. is this. That's all you doing. Oh, like you just bobbing like hard mm-hmm. as shit. Mm-hmm. Like oh, like he just. DJ Scratch. Yo, shout out to DJ Scratch by the way. DJ Scratch was his producer on a lot of those tracks, and he just. He, him and Buster, like that combination, like Scratch just knew how to bring like the best out of Bust and you just bob your head hard as shit, man. Like he just, he just knows how to bring the energy in the beat. Yeah, man. Like, I'm vibing to it. I'm thinking about it right now. This is serious. We gonna make you delirious. 
The whole tight unit is dangerous, so dangerous, we so dangerous. Flip Bowl Squad is dangerous. That's my it's joint, man. It's dope, man. It's dope. It really is, man. It really is, yo. But oh man, show thank you, brother, for spending time this Sunday afternoon. But ladies and gentlemen, like we have been doing in season three, we've been giving a nine-second moment of silence to pay homage to George Floyd and the memory of George Floyd throughout the year um or throughout this season rather so uh and then we'll get out to the shout out portion so show if you could uh join me in a moment of silence for mr george floyd real quick and then we'll get into the shout out portion <laughs> amen let that brother's soul rest in peace and rest in peace to all of the others that we have lost due to social injustice in the United States. We got to get better. Um, so, uh, Showtime TV, my good brother, my silent partner. Man, it's been a pleasure having you on, man. But it's time for shout-outs, man. Who are your shout-outs going to this week, my good sir? The floor is yours, man. Oh, man. Oh, man, man. First off, I want to thank my team. You know what I'm saying? I got a shout-out. The road dog, man. We go to Harlem. We vibe about Vera Edwards, man. If you don't know, check her out. Streetline video. Right. She made me a movie star, bro. <laughs> she did. Uh, check out um, Vera Edwards and shout out to Ricardo Cordero. You know what I'm saying? All right. For giving me another platform to enhance my thing. Um, shout out to shout out to you. Shout out to Jess. Um, Thank you, brother. I want to say shout out to my moms. You know what I'm saying? And uh, my my. Family family members, my spiritual family members and God brothers and sisters and just everybody who actually take out time to listen and click on our music links and uh, movie links and just genuinely tap in. I appreciate that. I would be nobody without the support that I have and I just appreciate that. Word, man. Word. Thank you, Showtime. Thank you, brother. And my shout out to Short this week. Um, shout out to, like I mentioned in the beginning, Dion, Dion Brown for DB Entertainment, uh, DeBenko, my homeboy down there in Florida, um, and his crew. Uh, shout out to Showtime, our special guest today, and his his entire movement. So, like, Showtime is like, he's not uh, one dimensional. Like, Showtime has his hands and, like, a little bit of everything. So, I don't want to disclose what all this brother does. But he does a lot and he's getting ready to do more. So, and I'm just humbled to be a part of his network. So Showtime, thank you, brother, for letting me and, and Jess into your life, into this entertainment biz. So, so thank you, brother, for everything you're doing for me uh, in front of the scenes and behind the scenes. So that's real talk. And shout out to all the, the Battle Rap League, uh, Showtime TV, Battle Rap League. Shout out to, to them brothers and brothers of multi-talented. I love being a part of that crew, man. I just love uh -huh. watching being a part of that. So shout out to them fellas and what they bring in energy uh, with your platform. Shout out to my family. Shout out to my moms. Uh, I know Mother's Day is coming up soon. Shout out to all the moms and the mothers out there holding it down. Um, and of course, and as always for me, is shout out to hip hop, hip hop music, hip hop culture. Uh, we would not have these platforms like this if it wasn't for hip hop. So uh, mm -hmm. shout out to hip hop. And next week, we're going to uh, Virginia Beach and we're going to be talking about the one and only, the queen of creativity in hip hop, Missy Elliott. So that's what next week is going to be about. But that's all the time we had this week. Y'all stay cool, be safe, and keep your damn mask on. It's not over yet. All right. So see y'all soon. All right. One double zero. Peace. Yeah.